Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Up the Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and it is Bravo Friday. We have made it to the end of the week. Thank God. This truly feels like the longest week of my life. I guess Mercury in retrograde is over, but it doesn't. I'm not getting that vibe. Um, I feel like I'm truly fighting for my life. I'm trying not to drown. Um, I really have just a lot going on next week. I'm going to New York on Tuesday. Um, there, I'm going to be at Betches. I'm going to be at Bridal Fashion Week, which will be like really, really exciting. Getting a lot of like cool content over there, and then of course, you know, we have this little thing called BravoCon next weekend on the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Make sure you get your tickets. If you have not, I promise it's like literally going to be the best experience of your life. Um, and obviously I'm hosting this panel and it's like, I just feel like when I get really, really overwhelmed by something, I don't know about you guys, but I literally take naps, which makes it worse because my brain just can't handle like all of the things that are happening. And then I'm also struggling with like imposter syndrome vibes. Like guys, I'm just going through it. If we're just being honest, I think, you know, your girl is not well, but which is like really frustrating. And I was talking to my boyfriend about this and I was like, it really fucking sucks because I feel like I have so many amazing things happening. So many amazing opportunities, like all of these things. And I feel like, why are they happening to me? Why, you know, like I don't deserve this. And it's very like, what was me? And like, I'm feeling very weird about it all. And like, I start second guessing myself, imposter syndrome, like vibes all the way around. It's just like very strange. Um, and I just feel so exhausted um, by it all and not well equipped. I just don't know. I'm having a hard time. So anyway, that's enough of that. Um, <laughs> really starting this podcast off on like a really great note. Okay. Let's talk about some Bravo headlines that have happened this week. Um, this just came out recently as Bethany Frankel is suing TikTok. She had posted a video. Now I saw, I saw these videos of hers a few weeks back. Um, she had posted a video saying like how much she really loved this Jenny Kane cardigan, which is like Jenny Kane is like a really luxury, um, which I love that they advertise like it's not luxury, like it's an everyday sweater. It's like, babe, that's a $300 sweater, but okay, go off. And uh, Bethany was just talking about how much she really loved it. And then there is a knockoff brand um, that puts out similar product, obviously not as good as like Jenny Kane's. Um, because I will say Jenny Kane has like incredible, incredible quality. Like you are, you are getting what you pay for. I will, I will say that now I don't have anything from her, but I know people who do and like top notch. Um, so that knockoff brand took Bethany's video and basically used it as an ad for their 
for their product without Bethany's consent, without Jenny Kane's consent, like nothing. And Bethany has lost her fucking mind. And I understand. (laughs) Bethany is just really fucking crazy lately. Like, I feel like she's really, she's got her hand in a lot of different pots. um, And she's doing a lot over there. She's got makeup reviews coming for the Kardashians, Meghan Markle, like, but yet she doesn't want to be in the press, but she isn't always in the press. It's very weird. But so she's basically coming for TikTok being like, you have to protect the consumer. You have to protect the creators on this app. In social media, it is a, like a lawless fucking place. Now, I I do agree with her. It hasn't like the laws and things have not really caught up with technology um, and things surrounding social media because social media is such an intensely large. Um, it has a, it has a huge influence on our culture, on our um, what what's the word I'm looking for? Not culture, but yeah, culture, but also like. Um, our economy, honestly, like it drives so many people to buy things. Like it's, it's huge. And brands are just kind of like willy nilly taking video from creators and not paying them. And that's not okay. Like there needs to be some laws and regulations definitely put in place. And I think that Bethany, the fact that this woman is suing TikTok, uh, let's see how much TikTok is worth really quick. How much is TikTok worth? Okay, TikTok is worth $4.6 billion. Um, okay. <laughs> Alrighty. So that's, you know, she is coming for TikTok, and I find that to be really ballsy. Um, and if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be Bethany Frankel. And I, God bless her. Okay, that's all I gotta say. Like, Godspeed. Um, I do hope that there is some changes. Now, let's talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They just released their reunion looks. Everyone looks fucking bananas. Um, The only person, in my opinion, that looks decent is Crystal. And it's truly the most basic anyone has ever looked. But that's okay. She looks absolutely stunning, absolutely gorgeous. Her hair is in, like, a loose wave. She's got on this, like, almost, like, chartreuse limey dress, um, very form-fitting, very gorge. Now, as for everyone else, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Dorit always pulls out some sort of strange ensemble um, that ends up being, like, cool in four years. So I'm sure we'll look back on this um, one shoulder. It's giving Alexis Couture, to be honest. I got to tell you, this looks almost exactly like a dress that Alexis Bellino put out in, like, season six. Um, but the hair, the jewelry, it's like Chanel rosaries. It's just, you know, take a, take take one piece of that off. It was like that one reunion when Luann showed up and had, like, a tiara on and statement earrings and statement necklaces and bracelets and rings. Like, oh, she looked crazy. Um Rinna looks like Khloe Kardashian in this photo. She's wearing a skin-tight leopard Luke. And I do actually really like the dress on her. I do miss Rinna's flippy-dippy uh, Rumpelstiltskin hair that she has. I I don't love her in wigs, but Rinna's going to Rinna. Kyle. Kyle Richards. 
I, first of all, her body looks sick, but she also, so this dress is like this iridescent, glittery, pink, long sleeve latex situation, <laughs> but it also has buckles on the shoulders and it looks like she's carrying a backpack. And I would like to know who is doing this to you. Like, and the hair, I mean, the hair last season was a miss. And guys, when I tell you, I would like to have words with the person who is styling my sweet Garcelle. Who the fuck did this to her? Now, she said that it's definitely a look that looks better sitting down, which I understand is important. But you also want a good look that looks, you know, you want a look that looks good when you're standing up. Like, come, like what are we doing? Uh, I hate it. I hate everything about it. It's Ruth Bader Ginsburg goes to uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't. I don't understand it. Obviously, her face looks absolutely stunning. Oh, Sutton in the pink doily dress. Then we have Kathy. Kathy looks like Kathy. She literally looks like one of my Sims that I made when I was in about seventh grade. Um, she's obviously got her little clutch with her. And Erica Jane, I mean, Erica Jane commits to a look. And that's what I respect. That's all I'll say about her, you know, mirror ball trophy situation. Um... They never look like they're going to the same place. And I think that that is the theme of Beverly Hills every single year because other women get themes like all white, all yellow. We're going to do metallics. We're going to do, um, you know, t- knee length dresses like they get they get some sort of like direction. Uh, not so much. That's not happening on the side of the Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Um, big fucking news, guys. Real Housewives of New Jersey's panel at BravoCon is split. You heard that. They, due to whatever the fuck happened this past season on Real Housewives of New Jersey, it has now, there's been a ripple effect to BravoCon. And now there's two separate panels. One of them has Teresa, Dolores, and Jennifer, as you would expect. And then the other one is Margaret, Jackie and Melissa. Now, this upsets me. This really upsets me because I want to see them all on one stage because I love my Dolores. I do have a you know a soft spot for Tree. I do like Jennifer, but then I also love Melissa and Margaret and Jackie. Like those are my girls. So I'm just I'm upset for me. Honestly, I don't. I think that they need to put their differences aside and recognize that we're all children of this divorce and they need to think about us and they're not. And that really upsets me. Um, That's pretty much all I have right now for any sort of like headline news that I deem to be appropriate. No, I lied. I have one more thing and it's because Real Houses of Potomac is fucking coming back this Sunday. I can't wait. I can't even tell you how excited I am. And shit's going down already. Candace is already, her Twitter thumbs are already setting ablaze over there. Like, she is wasting no time. So, in a recent interview, the Peach Report claims through Hollywood Life that Giselle claims that Candace didn't appreciate her support during the Monique drama in season five and says the relationship is the worst it's ever been with no turnaround. Candace then replies as one Candace does. Now, you guys know I am a Basset Hound, so brace yourselves. I just, I'm sorry. I find this woman to be hilarious, but she says, let's be honest. You are no one's friend. You come collect a check and go home to those purple walls. 
the small part of me that did want to believe weren't total that you weren't total garbage woke up when you decided to get creative with my husband because that's a storyline this season on the Real Housewives of Potomac is that Giselle is kind of coming for hu- Candace's husband Chris, and you know it, it's not looking good. Um, but when she when I read the words purple walls, guys, I screamed. I was like, give me Potomac immediately injected into my fucking veins. I need these women back. I need them. I need them back on my screen. Like I I love the Real Houses of Potomac so fucking much. If you know me, you know that I love them. And, you know, I'm ready for the Grand Dame. And then, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot. Oh, my fucking God. Mia. You guys know how I feel about Miss Mia. If you don't, if you're new to this podcast and you don't know, um, I'm not a huge fan. Um, I think she's lame, but she posted, please pray for our family. Gordon's brothers, who he trusted to support and carry on this family legacy, has recently revoked his access to the company bank account while we were out of the country. I've since learned that my salary will no longer continue past this next payroll cycle due to my unwavering loyalty to Gordon. The thought that the person who Gordon selected to run our empire and who, backcrack city, um, and who thought he would be the one to care for me and the kids has now manipulated the organizational structure and robbed us of everything we own. Gordon and I built this company from the ground up and brought on family members since 2013. Never would we think that after a decade of building a generational wealth and opportunities would be end up taken from us overnight. Now, I will tell you, there is very little... Um, there's, there's just a lot of run-on sentences. I don't think Mia wrote this. It's no shade to her, but it was just a little difficult to read. So then there's a comment that says, but you won't tell the truth. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then Mia goes, what's the whole truth, Brittany? You know your granddad, aunt, and uncles would not own medical offices if it wasn't for Gordon. Let's start out there. Secondly, what am I leaving out? I would love to know. And then Brittany goes, so what are you saying? G is the reason why my family has money? No, ma'am. You already know the truth, and I'm not about to go there with you. As my granny says, when the floodgates open, all will be revealed. Guys, what the fuck is going on? What is going on? And then as Chris Lewis, bestie of the pod and co-host of Shortcomings, pointed out to me that Robin Dixon did comment on this post, and he – and this is her wise words. This sounds stressful. I'm sorry you're going through this. I hope and pray you can all work this out. No shit, it sounds stressful, Robin. She's being robbed of her riches. Like, what are you talking? Robin is so fucking funny. Like, so unintentionally funny. I just can't get enough. I cannot wait for Real Husbands Potomac. Wow, that just lifted my spirits. Retire your overplayed playlist. You'll never hear the same mix twice on AMP. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. So you can discover new-to-you playlists as they're made. Download AMP. That's A-M-P in the App Store. Your lips can do a whole lot more than kiss. Your lips express love and speak your truth. Plump your lips with Juvederm Volbella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE for natural-looking results that are completely and uniquely you. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history 
history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Okay, so now I'm done with that. Let's di- let's di- bloop, bloop, bloop. let's get into the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills finale. So during the intro of this, it says four months. It said four months ago, and I thought this season was filmed over four fucking months. So much has happened, and honestly. I, you know, I do say on this podcast regularly that I wish the season's episodes weren't like, I wish there wasn't 24 episodes in a season. I do think that we can cut it down a little bit, but I will say a lot has actually happened. Like, I got to be honest, I forgot about Dorit's robbery. I did. I fully forgot. Um, I forgot that Elton John's charity party was even like an issue. Like so much has happened. I feel like just in life and in Real Housewives that I I was like, holy shit, that was this year. Like, I truly was shook. I was shook, as Lisa Rinna said seven times this episode. She was shook. Um, I really think that this season overall was one of the best seasons we've had of Real Houses of Beverly Hills in a really long time. Um, I feel like the storylines were more dynamic. I feel like you know, the alliances at the beginning were a little tough to deal with and now they're completely shifted. Like, and I think we're, we're ramping up for a really, really good reunion and next season. Like, I just feel it in my bones that like it's going to get better and better and better from here. I really do. Now, do I think Erica and Verna should come back? I don't know. I struggle with this every single day. I'm like, should these girls come back? Do they deserve to come back? I don't know, but I also am scared to know what Real Houses of Beverly Hills would be without them, if we're being honest. I'm just going to own it, baby. I'm going to own it. And I, that that's my truth. Um, I would give this season probably – I would give it honestly like a 9 out of 10. I thought it was really good. I thought we had some really juicy moments, really good fights and you know complex relationships afoot, and it's – been really good um so let's just get into the episode after that quick little little review there by me um i feel crazy and it could just be because i'm really poor but i just don't get the birkin hype like they're not that pretty like they're i'm sorry like to me they just look like a bag like a purse that i would i don't know to me it doesn't scream spend sixty thousand dollars on me um it's a little much. I was a little disappointed that Garcelle did decide to go with a yellow Birkin. It just doesn't seem practical to me, but I'm also like a heavy, heavy neutral girly. Um, so if I was spending that much money on a Birkin, I would probably go with a neutral because I would like, I would literally wear it every single day. Um, and with yellow, like I just can't, I just can't, but I'm also not, I don't love yellow. I really don't in clothes. I don't like yellow. Um, anyway, uh, when, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Okay. 
So this is something that I've been really, really thinking hard about. Um, and it's about Lisa Rinna and her philosophy, if you will, on family dynamics. Um, I find it strange. I don't think Lisa Rinna understands what it means to be like a family. I really truly don't. I think she loved her mom and she loved her dad, but we know that her old she wasn't close to her older sister. You know, they were kind of a, not estranged, but they had such an age gap that I I think Lisa Rinna really doesn't understand the closeness of sisters. And I am someone who is an only child and I I also struggle with this. So maybe this is something that I see in Rinna that you know, I see in myself a little bit and that's why I can recognize it in her is like, I would never tell, but the difference is like, I would never tell my friend, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever want there to be like a wedge between them or something like that. Like that makes me really sad, but I do have a friend who has like a very complicated relationship with her sisters. Um, and I think that they're really fucking mean to her and it drives me crazy. And but then my friend will like go and um, be like, oh my God, I love my sister. She's my best friend. Like we're so close. Like I love hanging out with her. And I'm like, but she's so fucking mean to you. Like, what are you talking about? Like how it, like, but that's the thing about, I think having siblings is like, you get over that shit. Like, yeah, they can be mean and nasty. Yeah. You guys can fight, but like you move on and there's a lot more at stake. Like Kyle had been saying the whole episode about how she, uh, you know, there, there's a lot to lose. It's not just, oh, we're just not going to be friends anymore. It's like, no, like our families are involved. Our children are involved in each other's lives. Um, and I just don't think Rinna really understands that. And that I'm not saying Rinna, I don't think is like a bad person for not understanding that, but it definitely – Makes it a little bit more complicated. I don't know. I don't know if I'm making sense. Maybe I'm not, but I don't know. Uh, but Kyle, I feel, is really starting to sense that Rinna does not have her best interests at heart anymore because the fact that Rinna just keeps going on and on and on and on about this, Kyle and Kyle's visibly upset. And it's like, Kathy apologized to you. Like, can we just let this go? Because now you're making it hard for me. You're making it weird for me. You're making it weird for my family. You're making it weird for my kids. You know, it's um, it's a lot. And I think Rinna needs to be careful. I really do um, because she'll lose her friend and Kyle. And I don't think that that's what she wants. But if she keeps it up, I, I mean, but I don't know. Kyle's really never uh, been one to defend her sisters, if you will. Um, I do think it's a little weird and I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. You guys know, I love my calf, but I do think it's a little weird to send people cease and desist. Um, listen, babe, you lost it. Okay. You freaked out. You started yelling. Maybe you threw some things. You said things you didn't mean, or maybe you did mean, but you didn't want them to come out. Um, and people are going to talk about that, you know, like, at the same time, like, Rinna, I do think, needs to, like, let it go um, and not say things so dramatically like, she needs to get the help. 
She's got to get the help. She's got to reflect. She's got to reflect. Shut the fuck up. But I also think Kathy needs to just be like, okay, yeah, like I lost my fucking mind. You don't need to send people cease and desist. That's like really lame and like a very like rich girl kind of move that I just don't fuck with on these shows because it's like you are on a show together. Like things are going to come out and things are going to happen. Like it, you know, it's the it's the age old rule of going on reality reality television. Like if you don't want skeletons to come out, then like or certain behaviors to come out or, you know, show all sides of yourself then don't go on a reality show because it it will come out. It just will. That's just that's the way the cookie is crumbling, you know? Um and I will say like seeing Kyle's glamour party, it really made me miss the glamour. Um but I will say is like I really have missed like the glamour parties. I think COVID kind of I mean COVID robbed us up from a lot of things, but I kind of missed like the big ball gowns and the jewels. Like we used to get that a lot on Beverly Hills. Kyle used to throw that white party every single year. It was like a big deal. Um, so, you know, that was nice. I like, I enjoyed that. Kyle's tits were up to her goddamn eyebrows. Those puppies were sitting so nice. Mauricio was staring at them. Like he wanted a piece of his Kyle and I'm sure he got it. Um, Dorit looked absolutely gorgeous. Dorit, she's just so fucking beautiful. Um, I do think that she needs to give us a little bit more next year. She didn't really give it to us. I mean, she really only had like one confessional look, I feel like. It was like that, I mean, absolutely gorgeous look. Like that Rome, um, Rome goddess energy that we got. I really enjoyed, but um, that's pretty much it. That was really crazy. Um, Holy shit. That cinematography at this dinner, let's talk about it. I felt like I was watching an Oscar-winning film. The way that this was edited and, like, just filmed and set up and shot and all that, like, seeing Kyle and Garcelle talking and then seeing, like, Erica and Rinna looking at them. And, like, when we got our full – when we got our eyes on the table, like, the full table, and we really got to see, like, how – really close they were to each other, the more I realized, like, oh, my God, you know, that is really crazy. And, like, them shooting eyes at each other from across the table. I mean, it was just so good and so juicy. And Kyle and Garcelle having this conversation where Kyle's like, I really think this is to distract from Erica. Like, there's just no fucking reason that this should be all over the press. And I will tell you, as someone who runs a Bravo Instagram account, I knew about all of this shit right when it happened. People were flying in my DMs, flooding my DMs, telling me it was all over Dumois. Like, this shit was fucking everywhere. I don't know who was responsible for getting this information out there, but... I mean, like, I will side with Erica a little bit. Like, Kathy, this happened in a public place. Like, people were at the club. People know who you are. They know who we are. Like, they're going to talk about it. It's it's just very crazy. Um, so, yeah, to distract from Erica made a lot of sense. But um, I don't know. Uh, what was I saying? I, like, totally lost my train of thought again. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, and then they all go and like sit around these heaters. They were all complaining that it was really cold, but I'm like, then why don't you just go inside? I really didn't understand like if it was that cold, but also if it was that cold, like why are you wearing a strapless dress? 
Diana, uh, which, by the way, we have to laugh because Bravo didn't even release Diana's uh, reunion look picture. So I'm like, like, I get that she wasn't there, but like, they really are like, fuck you, bitch. Like, you're the worst. She was truly a flop of the century. Um, and Rinna is saying things like, who's not letting it go? And I'm like, Rinna, like you, you're the one that keeps talking about it. I just don't, I don't get what she's not getting about that. And then to tell Garcelle that she has an attitude, I'm like, you're like really trying to create moments. And that's, that's where I lose patience and all of that with Rinna, because I'm like, you're really trying to do this. And it's really not interesting anymore. You're really trying to create a moment, and I just think it's really boring. Um, and then Rinna saying that she'll get sick and die because it's that vile, and she she has she has to speak on it. Like, girl, are you serious? Are you fucking serious? Like, it's in those moments where I'm like, fucking get it together, bitch. Like, stop it, stop it. Um, and then Kyle basically just lays it on the table, and she's like, Erica, your publicist did this. I got full fucking chills. Chris Lewis texted me and he goes, Sam, I have the chills, but he was ahead of me. Like I had started it a little bit late and he was like, so I was like, what is he talking about? And then the moment it happened, I knew I was like, oh my fucking God, Kyle is turning on the Fab Force 5 or Fox Force 5, whatever the fuck they're called. And um, I believe it. I'm sorry. I do think it's odd. Like Nikki and Erica have the same publicist. So like, why would the publicist do that but i don't fucking know like people do weird shit all the time but Faye is not mic'd up but she's ready to fucking talk for her girl kath she was like kathy is like beloved eric's like no i'm pretty sure people hate kathy like everyone hates people there's people that hate everybody you know like everybody has an enemy everybody has a nemesis no matter who you are you have people that don't fuck with you and that's okay but kathy i'm sure has a ton of people um and I got to say, like, we ended on a really exciting note for the reunion. Like, the alliances have shifted. Kyle throwing shade, saying Kathy is definitely a well, like, Hilton is definitely a more well-known name than Girardi. Like, things are happening. You see, you know, Flotsam and Jetsam leave in their Escalade, Denali, whatever the fuck, to leave the party. Things are happening. Um and yeah, I mean, I'm really, really excited for the reunion. We did not get a preview, and that really bothers me. So um, yeah, I, I think we're in for a real treat, real treat. I wonder if it's going to be three or four parts. I really hope it's three and it's just jam-packed with goodies, you know? That's what I wish. That's what I wished for. Okay, I want to get right into Salt Lake City because I have a lot to say. I am looking at my notes right now and because I'm really trying to be like a more professional podcast host and take notes and like have an outline and like be like a professional girl, but oh, it's a struggle every single day. Anyway, let's get into it. So we start off right at the very top with Jen Shaw having a conversation with her mom. Now, if you guys remember, Jen Shaw uh, took, I believe, her mother's entire retirement uh, to help her with her legal bills because she was quote unquote so innocent. It's tough to watch this. Like, I want to have the conversation where Jen's mom is like, what the fuck did you do? We gave you all of this money. All like we helped you so much. Like we are not people that have a lot. And like, we gave it to you to like 
help you, you know, profess your innocence. And now you're pleading guilty. So it's really, really crazy to watch all of this. So I want to see them have that conversation. Um, and like I was saying, it it's really interesting to watch this whole season because you know that she's going to be in, she's pleading guilty at the end. So to watch her lie and be so good at it, it gives me a little shivered on my spine because you guys know how I feel about Jen Shaw. I find her so fucking charming, but that's a swindler's way, you know, like that is what they do. They charm you. They, you know, they make you feel comfortable and confident. Like Heather always said, like when Jen shines your light, shines her light on you, like you feel like a star and that's, you know, that's what they do. That's that's who Jen Shaw is. And I I hate it because it leaves me feeling very confused. But the literal manipulation that she's having during this conversation with her mom where she's like, I've been bullied. It's like, Jen, you're, you're literally being charged with stealing money from the elderly people, from elders online. Like you're you're you were targeting those who were, you know, in vulnerable situations like let's relax. Like if you're being bullied, like sometimes you just got to take the L like, you know, when you fuck up and people come for you, I've learned this lesson. Sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta take it. You really do like just suck it up because it's like you created a fucking mess deal. You made your bad lie in it, you know? Um, but the flashbacks I have to say, of Lisa talking shit about every single woman on this cast really gave me a giggle because I think Lisa is truly one of the most unintentionally funny people on Bravo. Like, I don't think she ever goes into a situation like trying to be funny or like make me laugh, but she just, she does. Like this woman just makes me, she makes me feel a type of way. Like I can't describe it. When I figure that out, I'll let you guys know. Cause I, she doesn't make me feel like warm and fuzzy. That's definitely not the vibe, but she makes me, she's like a cool aunt to me is how I think of her. Like just that cool ass aunt and her cool jeans with her cool leather jacket. And she's got that beautiful straight hair, like, and she just loves to talk shit. But she's also from the philosophy, I think of like, we all talk shit. Like we're human beings. Like all of us, I'm sorry. The people that go around and are like, I just don't talk bad about people. Grow up. Grow the fuck up. We all talk shit. Um, and it's not always like in a negative way. Like sometimes you just got to get it out. Sometimes you just have to vent. And it's, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make them a bad person. But sometimes you just got to you just got to let it out, you know? And I got to tell you guys, what I think Meredith is doing is pretty disgusting. Um, and this is this is what I'm going to equate it to. Do you guys remember in seasons two and three of Vanderpump Rules um, when Kristen was accusing Tom and Ariana of like having this huge affair and like fucking behind her back and doing this and doing that and like everything. And then you kind of didn't really care anymore if Ariana and Tom did do that because Kristen was going to such such extreme lengths to like prove this that it made her just look worse that is kind of what Meredith is doing, in my opinion. Like, yeah, what Lisa said about you wasn't nice. It was really mean. It was about your family. But, like, what you're doing now in retaliation is, like, just as bad and just as damaging. So it's pretty petty. I expected more from her. Um, Her accusing 
Lisa of, you know, doing favors to get Vita tequila. I'm like, she must not be doing a great job. I don't, I, guys, I don't see Vita tequila anywhere, anywhere. I don't even know where you can buy it. It's giving uh, Bluestone bourbon. Like, Chris and I went to that website once for shits and gigs, and you can only get it in New York, I think, um, in Massachusetts. Barely. Um, and Whitney, this confused me, um, but Whitney had a vision of Lisa in one of her healing sessions. And I thought that, that was odd. Like, how did Lisa come through? You know, she saw Lisa as a little girl, and I find that confusing. I want to know more about that. Like, why Lisa? Like, I'm surprised Heather didn't come through or, like, someone that she knows really well. Like, why? She must have Lisa Barlow on the brain, um, which, to be honest, they all do. Let's talk about Whitney before we get into the rest of the episode. I just want to say at the very top, I just want to applaud Whitney for coming on television, on a national television show, and exposing this side of herself and the vulnerability. I think it's so fucking brave. It's honestly, it was heartbreaking to watch. Like, and her husband handled it so wonderfully. He was so sweet with her and so patient and, you know, just letting her talk and letting her cry and letting her process everything. And like, it was really a really beautiful moment between a couple. And I feel terrible that Whitney had to go through um, any sort of abuse. She really didn't get into detail because she said, again, she's not ready to talk about it, which I completely understand. Um, because like, how do you process this and also be on a reality show? Like that's really, that's really, really hard. Um, so I just tipping my hat to Whitney and the bravery and I can't wait to give her a big hug when I see her at the BravoCon panel on Saturday the 15th at 11 a.m. Um, and then, you know, we do get like a really interesting scene with Lisa Barlow and her son, Jack, who something's going on with Jack. We got to talk about it. He seems like he's listening to the Joe Rogan podcast or something because when he said college builds machines and not humans, I'm like, where did you think, where did you get that nugget of information? Jack, like, you're not hearing that on the playground. Like your friends aren't saying that over at like, you know, your high school, like where are you getting this kind of quote? And I have to tell you, Lisa handled him perfectly. She looked at him cause he was like, mom, I'm a business owner. And she was like, mm, Jack, your dad and I did a lot for you. Like that was mainly us, babe. Like, yeah, it's in your name, but like your dad and I created that. Like, and I really like seeing Lisa as a mom. I think it really humanizes her and really, um, you get to see like a different side to her that I really appreciate. Um, and then, you know, cause he said, mom, fudge college. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? What's going on here? That was really funny. I thought it was a really nice, interesting scene. I mean, I hope, you know, Jack will be going to college. I don't think Lisa's, like, even giving him that option. Um, but, yeah, I would like to know where Jack is getting his information, that college builds machines and not humans. And as someone who didn't go to college, I definitely didn't have that mentality. I just had the mentality of, like, I really fucking hate school, but I love to work. Like, what do I do? Um, so, yeah. Anywho, um, the girls go to Arizona and it's not giving. Um, Heather is like, this is 
such a shitty idea. <laughs> like, she's like, I don't want to go to Arizona. It's just the same as Utah, but more white, if that's even possible. And that gave me a laugh. And I'm enjoying Heather. I am really enjoying her this year. I don't know why. And you guys know that I've been, I struggled with her in the past, just as I do with Shannon, because I do see myself in them, um, which is not easy to admit, but sometimes the truth hurts. And I really see myself in Heather. You know, she's a people pleaser. She's someone who really is not down for confrontation. And I know that, I don't know if that's even shocking to anybody who listens, but I really hate confrontation so fucking much. Um, gives me anxiety just thinking about it. Um, and so, yeah, I've just been really enjoying Heather. She's been really making me laugh. I like seeing her with the daughters and her with Whitney. And I know that that friendship does come to an end, <sighs> but it is what it is. Um, I'm really also enjoying this Whitney Lisa friendship. Like when they were in the hot tub talking and they were really opening up to each other about their childhoods, it was a really beautiful, another beautiful moment from Salt Lake City. To watch them bond and get to know each other on a deeper level was really nice and refreshing because they aren't exactly a duo that I would ever put together naturally. Like I would never think that they would be friends. But I think I think that Lisa really does respond well when someone confides in her. Um and I think it also allows her space to confide in them. And I don't know. I really enjoyed that. And Lisa also seemed to give Whitney some space on the issue. She didn't push her too hard to talk about it. She just listened and then, you know, related, which, you know, Diana would hate. She would think that she's making it all about herself. But Diana's a fucking weirdo freak. Anyway, um, I Meredith, we got to retire the double button blazers. It's heinous. And this is coming from someone who, like, is not a fashionista by any means. But I know what I like and I know what I don't. And I fucking hate those blazers. She has them in every single color, long and short, quarter sleeve, short sleeve, bathing suit. She's got the double-breasted buttons. And I'm really sick of it. Come up with something new. Meredith just really is not doing it for me at all. I think she's got a really dark, sinister energy. And I'm, I'm really not feeling her this year. Um, also I gotta say not a single tear came out of Jennifer Shaw's eyeballs. She was like, thank you guys so much. This means so much to me. And then in the confessional, she got a little quote unquote emotional again, not a tear popped out of her eyes. Um, and it's really kind of crazy to watch the women like really favor and cater to Jennifer Shaw and giving her like the master bedroom and like doing all this stuff. And it's like, I think because they all know that this woman is facing 30 years in federal prison. Um, You know, it is really, a, it's a lot to process. Um, I can't even, I can't even imagine. Because with Teresa, she wasn't facing like 30 years, I don't think. You know, when she only got, I think, I mean, only got, like I would die in prison. I would be someone's bitch so quickly. Like I, I would truly be like the loner freak, like not talking to anybody, just crying every single day. Like I, I really think I'd be someone's bitch. Really. I, cause I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I would be such a baby loser. Um, then the shaman comes to Arizona and Meredith, get your ass down there on time. You don't need a fucking glam squad in Arizona to do your fucking makeup for a shaman. 
when I saw that she was late to the shaman getting glam, I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Really? Really? I'm just over it. And then, you know, I really wish that she was there for more of it because Lisa is being so sincere, so vulnerable, so apologetic. She's really opening up, you know, that little story about the slide and the confessional. It really got me good. It did. And it really bummed me out that Meredith chose not to be there for that. And I mean, Heather, I think, was really shooketh by all the tears that she witnessed, um, as she said, during the shaman. But, you know, maybe the women needed to get this shit out. They needed to let it. Sometimes a girl, I think, and men, sorry, men too, need to cry more. I cry all the time. I don't stop fucking crying. I don't know what it is, but ever since I met my boyfriend, I feel the safety or whatever emotionally to just be as vulnerable as possible. And guys, I'm crying left and fucking right. And maybe that's unhinged, but I really do think in our society, we do need to cry more and we need to accept crying. Um, now, I hate when people cry for manipulative tactics like that shit really grinds my gears. But that's a conversation for another time. And I will leave you guys at that. I'm really excited for this season of Salt Lake City. I think it's going to be really, really good. We're, you know, things are going to ramp up between Whitney and Heather, which I cannot wait for. Because then again, we are getting them on uh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip 3, which I believe should be coming out probably in December, I would say. I, I That's what I would think. Um, yeah, this was a really fun, fun episode for me. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel, um, but please rate, review, and subscribe if you ever listen to podcasts and follow me at Bravo Historian. And of course, if you guys want to support my professional endeavors, please follow me at Batches Brides and go listen to my podcast over there as well. Your girl's got a lot cooking. Um, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Media Production.